One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to FiberSkincare.com and use code UNFILTERED for 15% off. I think that normalizing that maybe, I mean, normalizing that you can get back to what you love and it, it doesn't have to be tomorrow and beating yourself up about it is totally okay. And you take out a lot of the work for us so that people can hear what they might be interested in seven days a week. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. Okay. Oh my gosh. Welcome. To- <laughs> Hold on. Okay. okay. Back in your library with your beautiful giant couch. Oh my gosh, yes. I I feel like your whole house must be nice because that room definitely is. My house is pretty nice. I would love you to come over. You're you're more than welcome. I'm in New York City, so anytime you're in town, please come by. How many people fit on your couch? Because that's what moms always ask. How many people fit on your couch? How many hockey bags in the trunk? The hockey bags are actually around in this hallway thing where don't open because if you open, everything will come like crashing down on you like in the movies. We have hockey bags from all different seasons and I don't know what to do with them. And lacrosse sticks and the whole thing. On this couch, I mean, my whole family can fit. So there are six of us. So that's good. You live in a building? I live in a building. Mm -hmm. In New York? 
Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Mom Truth Podcast. We're so excited to have you. We went on your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it's so nice to see you again. We're very nosy, so we like to ask a lot of questions. But before we begin, because we were looking through your bio, we were like, holy shit balls, this woman is very, very accomplished. Smart. Can you tell us what it is you do, what you talk about, and a little more about yourself? What it is I do? Um... My overall thing that I do is try to help connect people through stories and books and try to make life a little easier for people, I think, by being open and honest and connecting people to each other and to the stories that they need at the right time. So I do that through my publishing company, where we publish fiction and memoir. Uh, Starting in 2023, I do it through my podcast, which I have daily episodes of since 2020, since lockdown, I've done it seven days a week, but I started it in early 2018. Yeah. Every day I've done it over a thousand, over a thousand episodes and each one with an Wait, how long, how long, how long, what say again, are the podcasts 30 minutes. And do how often do you have guests every day? Wait, you book a guest seven days a week. Well, I release them seven days a week. Most of the time I do like two to four podcasts a day, something like that. I do like eight to to 12 a week because then some weeks on vacation, I need to have caught up. Don't you find people boring sometimes? (laughs) What do you do with those people? I, if I am finding someone boring, then I think that I'm not doing something right. That means, it means like I haven't gotten to the good part of them. And so I have to go in another way. Okay. So, um, what kind of guests do you look for? I have to love their books or at least really want to read their books. The books have to interest me. It has to be something that like, if I were in a bookstore, you know, would I grab this book? Yeah. You know what? I think I would grab this book. Um, so it has to be, and I go through, I spend a lot of time picking which books I want to cover. So yeah, I have to like the books and then I talk to the authors. I mean, how many we also have to say you went to Harvard, you went to Yale, you were like Oprah's pick for the most influential literary, literary podcast. Like, and you just started. That's like crazy. I didn't just start. I started in April of 2018. That's a long time. It's almost four years now. Oh, okay. And, um, how many books do you read in a week? Well, I can't finish them all, obviously, uh, yeah. but I prepare usually eight books a week, but I read different parts of it. I try to read at least the first 60 pages. And you uh, have but four I, kids and a husband. I do. She's a fast reader. Holy shit balls. I, I think there's a lot of women who listen. Okay, so there's two kind of two lenses I want to dive into in this podcast because one, there are some secrets in the, the pub, in the book writing world that a lot of people don't know. And it, it, when we first found out, when we entered the book writing world and we learned that <laughs> there are ghost writers who write books and get zero credit and you would never know it was written by a ghost writer and it's not talked about and you're kicked out of school for doing that. Yet you, <laughs> in, in the book writing world, it's totally acceptable and like, and like famous people and famous books have done it. And I don't understand how that's legal. And also, how how many people have ghostwriters? And it, it, as a publishing company, do you recommend a, a writer work with a ghostwriter? 
All good questions. Okay. I actually was a ghostwriter. Um, I, I ghostwrote a book in 2005, uh, but the authors were so nice. They let it say with on the cover, like with Zivi. On the cover. Yeah. Isn't that nice of them? But I wrote, the, I wrote their book. So basically, if they, like they didn't have time to write a book. It was this big deal uh, fashion designer named Paige, you know, Paige Denim, the jeans, Paige. Oh, anyway, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes um, Paige jeans and uh, Ashley Borden, who was a celebrity trainer. So they wanted to do the book, but they didn't have any time and they knew what they wanted to say and they didn't, they weren't, they aren't writers. So I came in and I like made a whole book proposal for them and I did interviews with them. I was actually pregnant with my twins who are now almost 15 to tell you how long ago this was. And I would interview them both and then type out what they said, but then I would go back and like write it and make it into prose and all that stuff, which is actually really fun. You Um, liked it. It was fun. I didn't do it again, but I liked it. It's it. And then for Zivi books, we have not had ghostwriters. Uh, we haven't had ghostwriters yet. A lot of the books are coming to us almost done, or they're beautiful writers. Like the writing itself is important, but never say never. Who knows? I mean, if it's if we get like a major celebrity who needs a ghostwriter, I would think about it. I actually once on the podcast though, I, I won't say who it was, but a notable person, and it was the person was so different than the book, including this person's Instagram captions, that I would like read them aloud. And I was like, there is no way this person could have written anything related to this book. So you have to be really careful. It has to be in the voice of the person. I, I yes. also think it's really important that a lot of people know that there's a lot of help around book writing. Like there's editors. And I think, you know, there's a lot of micro bloggers and a lot of micro, women and moms who are like micro writing and they don't even realize that they're actual, you know, authors of their work because their blogs or their Instagram captions or their content is so strong. And it's, it's a lot of work. And I think there's like this myth that people just wake up and write a book and it magically appears and gets published. And I feel like that's such a disservice to so many people who are trying to write a book or they've had a dream of writing a book. And, you know, I feel like there's it's a hard industry to get into because there's so many hoops to jump through to get there, right? True. And you're right. It takes a whole team. Most books have been through at least, well, I don't know, five rounds of edits at least, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. If, not, if not 20 rounds of edits, right? You have so many people making, doing line edits, doing developmental edits, doing copy edits. So by the time you look at a book on the shelf and compare it to what you're doing in Microsoft Word, it, it's, not, it's like apples no. to oranges. And um, if do people come to you because you have a, a publishing company? Do people come to you? Can anybody come to you with a pitch? How do they, how would they get to you if they're like I've always wanted to write a book? I want to pitch it to you. Do you accept all pitches? Yeah. We accept all pitches. Our website is zibbybooks.com. We have a little form you can fill out. So we accept both agented and unagented submissions. Wow. And actually, uh, we picked a book from that pile um, and, and gave that person an agent. Actually, we helped match her up with an agent. And we have lots of people whose books we bought that still don't have agents, that we bought them unagented. So in other words, yes, that was a long answer. Yes, but please make it good. <laughs> also, there are a lot a list of requirements we have of what types of books we're looking for. So oh. for Zibby Books, we're only doing fiction and memoir, and our tagline is telling it like it is. So I we're not looking for historical fiction that takes place in the 1600s or sci-fi or or even like a a breezy rom-com. We're looking for more of like beautiful writing, telling it like it is 
strong sense of place, strong sense of voice. We'll know it when we see it type of thing. Okay. No Harlequin shit. No, no Harlequin. I'll, no, And, you know, we only have 12 books a year, so we want to be really specific. Otherwise, we'd be inundated with pitches and manuscripts. So we have to and be then, targeted in what we want to do. The other thing that we realized about writing books is that I think a lot of people are like, if I could publish my book, I could make so much money that I would, like, I would be an author and, I, and that would be what I do. But, I mean, how much money... Is in selling books. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're a number one best-selling author with a book every year, you can definitely make a good living. But how many people are there like that? You know, it's similar to acting. Most working actors are not bazillionaires, right? They're getting a commercial spot. They're doing this, but they spend so many days on auditions. So does it really offset the expenses? Um you can definitely make a living uh, as a writer, as a working writer, just like you can as a working actor. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm speaking as if I know anything really about acting, but I'm just going to pretend because it sounds like, you know, most people can envision that. Um, yeah. I mean, for authors, you get an advance for the book. You get royalties. You two know this very well. Um, but if and you spend like 20 years, if you spend 20 years writing each book, and you get if you amortize that over the years spent and the time spent, you know, on an hourly basis, you could probably find a more lucrative profession. <laughs> and I think that it's also for a lot of like women who are, you know, in the process, it's kind of like a brand move or a marketing, like it's a, it's something to, which is so interesting because it's something to add to your kind of your resume in a way to solidify like a, a it's evergreen. A book is kind of evergreen and it lasts like such a long time and it doesn't, it doesn't ever go away. And I think that what you're, the access to books for moms, like I find so many people who used to be readers, it drops off when you become a mom. Right? Well, don't have that, time to read books. <laughs> exactly. That's why I started the whole thing. Right. And by the way, the only reason I can even pull any of this off is because I'm divorced and remarried. So every other weekend I have a long weekend off from my kids so I can catch up on all the books and I can catch up on the hundreds of emails that might have piled up and I can sleep again and all of that because I don't want to lead people astray that I'm some sort of like ridiculous superwoman. I am not a superwoman. I do have a ton of energy. I'm sort of relentless and I work a lot and I also love what I do so it doesn't feel like work to me at all. Um, But that time that I have does allow me to catch up, I will say. I like that. Thank you for telling us that. Also... I saw on Instagram, on your Instagram or on your husband's Instagram, a picture like this and you're wearing a ring. Is that a throwback because it was Valentine's Day? I do. I mean, I do wear a ring. I mean, I'm remarried. Um, I know, but it's that ring and it's a picture. You guys both posted it. um, The past 24 hours. Yes, it was for Valentine's Day. No, it was like a, I love you, it's Valentine's Day, whatever. Oh, I was like, did you just get engaged? (laughs) No, 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 no. We've been married five years or something, almost five years. Um, But we took that picture a couple weeks ago on vacation, and I was like actually trying to cover my face. I wasn't trying to show off my ring, although I do love my ring, but that wasn't the point of the picture. (laughs) It it is fabulous. No, because I also, there's someone I followed on Instagram, and the husband, um, they've been married for a while, and he like re-proposed with the kids. And I was like, is this a, am I going to get a new ring? (laughs) 
No, uh, that's not what happened with us. I'm so, no, um, it just actually, and in fact, I think it was somebody else who even posted. And yesterday I, I saw, I was like, did you just post this picture of us? And I'm like sitting there next to him being like, okay, heart, you know, it's like so ridiculous. Why am I hearting his picture? I could just say something to him. But anyway. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last-minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nat. I think like a lot of moms and women stress about uh, the whole reading, um, not only for themselves, but for their kids. And I don't know if you have Uh, any expertise in this, but do you think you're a born reader? You learn to love reading or do you think that it is a skill you can acquire later? Because within our seven kids, Mm. I can, I know we have four readers, four love of readers uh, and three who it's like pulling teeth to get well, them to so read. It was so sad. I actually said to my son, because he had to choose a book for school. And we went through and I found a really great book that I thought he'd be super interested in. So I asked him during Super Bowl, I'm like, have you started reading the book? And he's like, yeah, I read it. It's good. But I hate reading. I'm like, what? 
What do you mean yeah. you hate oh, reading? Oh, so we're down to three out you're, of seven. You're reading looks- a story that interests you. You don't have to like say, I love reading or I don't love reading, but aren't you interested in the story? And he's like, yeah, it's a good story. I hate reading. I'm like, are you trying to push my buttons here? Yeah, I... I was just with my brother and all his kids and all my kids for this family event this weekend. So there's seven of them. And I would say we have two book, real book lovers out of the seven kids, people who would take time out of other things to read. So I think there is something where you can tell there's a reader, but I think other people can enjoy reading. But I think, I I do think that there's Mm -hmm. something like, I don't know. I can, some people just gravitate to picking up books mm-hmm. more. And I do think, by the way, that, and it's completely my fault, but I, I do think the iPad has been like the anti-book machine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause my kids would all rather be on a device, of course, like everybody else. But, um, I think also it takes people time to figure out the books that might be right for them. Like, People mm-hmm. who maybe like they're going to be really into horror, but maybe they're not reading it when they're nine years old. Maybe they're going to find it when they're 20 and not be able to put it down. Like erotica. Like erotica. Like erotica. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine all our kids sitting around reading Fifty Shades of Grey or something? <laughs> oh my God. It's more like the the Stephen King's. I remember that was such a, my brother yes. used to read that. I was younger and they would, it was like the series. Then my kids never got into like the Harry Potter. I just know so many women and moms stress. So like, does a, does a podcast equal re, like the reading the book? Like, does it equal, or is it, are we just trying to like, do you mean audio? No, I'm saying because you basically sum you talk to authors of books and try to sum it up for them and try to get to what the point is. I'm assuming, like when you're having the conversations with them, it like I just I guess I'm. Should we feel guilty about this whole notion of not reading and not and not feeling passionate about reading, or we just find a way to enjoy? a different world, like a podcast of your podcast of understanding books. I don't think you should feel guilty at all. I don't think we should. I mean, as busy women, we should not feel guilty about anything that we don't have time for. Every day is just what can we fit in that day? And maybe tomorrow is different. Maybe two years is different from today. But I I, I don't listen to myself. But if I were to take my own yeah. advice, it would be not to have as much guilt about every little thing. Um the reason I started my podcast is that I'm always recommending books and I'm always like ripping out articles and trying to send it to people. And I know that people didn't have time to read it, but I always think that once you get to know the author, you're so much more in- interested, right? It's like mm-hmm. why you would watch, I don't know, Entertainment Tonight and you would hear about some scandal and then you'd be like, well, now I want to watch that movie. Let's see what that's mm-hmm. all about. So right, true. the first question I ask is what's the book about? Like, let's get that out of the way. But that's not what the whole episode's about. It's more about getting to know the person, what makes them tick. Sometimes it's about the process. Sometimes it's about, well, you know, you were just, you know, on this podcast, but it's, it's more about who are you? Like who, what the, the book, a book is like a, it's like a screen for just getting to know someone. And I get to get to know people all the time. And everybody has a really interesting story to tell. That's why when you asked if I get bored, no, because like, who doesn't have an, some sort of interesting story about their life that comes through and that makes the book that they wrote, for me at least, have more interest. And also, I think there's so little time to be, to use your mind a lot of the time. You know, it's like, stuffing valentines for the entire class like each one individually written it's like this is my sometimes it's just mind-numbing stuff we have to do all day making lunch and folding Uh, right uh, so if you can listen to somebody talk really eloquently about their creation that by the way took them five years and they persevered and got through and how they did it 
it's inspiring. So it they're like little mini success stories in 30-minute increments that I hope inspire people not just to read the book but to think like wait I can do I can do something too like if they could do this what can I do I'm not always going to be making valentines you know I actually I like I like that outlook it's because even even if you don't want to be an author you can be interested in hearing how somebody made it happen for themselves yeah and just the stories like the stories of people's lives. I did a podcast this morning. It was all about uh, this Charleston woman and her grandmother and her grandmother's life story. And next thing you know, I'm just like sitting there listening. Right? It, it, storytelling is this amazing connector and this lost art. And I just get to listen to people tell their stories all day. It's really like magic. I do love that too, actually. It, it, you know, you're what, even hearing you talk, I think we're all like, oh, well, now we want to know about the grandmother in Charleston. But I, Dying I, to know I, 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 I do know that uh, it is definitely the storytelling. I guess every piece of content that people do is a is a form of storytelling, and then you bring them all together to have the conversation. Do you have the most crazy like uh, guest you've ever had? Ooh, crazy guest. Like one that you're like mind blown about. You're like, I wasn't expecting that on this podcast. I interviewed Alicia Keys. That was like amazing. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> because she wrote a book. She wrote more myself. I interviewed her during COVID and I was like, can my daughters just come say hi? Yeah. Um, and they were like, hi. They're like, we love this girl's on fire. And she's like, you guys are on fire. And I was like, oh okay, life made. Was she so chill and cool? She was so chill and cool. She was amazing. I know. Right. And what about, because your podcast is, um, is, uh, moms don't have time to read. I know a lot of moms that they want to get back into that. Like, I mean, I remember my mom always read books, but now that she's retired and we're gone, I mean, that lady reads books like a maniac, but if they, you want it, cause it's, it's really also reading books is a nice escape from your life because you get to jump into someone else's story. Right. So like, what would you suggest to moms who are like, I, I miss the reading, but I don't feel like I have any time for it. I would say that sometimes an essay is enough to get you out of your mind and into somebody else's life. You don't have to read an entire book. You could read an anthology. Like I produced these two anthologies precisely for this reason. So that if you have like five minutes, you can read an essay. It's, mm. You'll feel so much better than if you are just on Instagram for another five minutes, right? Because you, you go into somebody else's mind. Um, so anyway, you don't have to always read huge books. You don't have to finish every book. You can read a little bit. And if it's not the right book for you or you've had enough, like it's okay. You can just leave it right there. You can listen to audiobooks. I, I mean, look at you guys time. like sitting in the car, right? Like audiobooks are amazing. I listen to a lot of books on audiobook, especially in the summer when I'm driving my kids places or I try to take walks or whatever, uh, because you're still getting the same literature. It's just you're inhaling it in a different way. Um, and I would just say to have like lots of different books going. Maybe you want something really funny where you laugh out loud, or maybe you mm. want an inspiring memoir for when you're having the worst day ever, or you want a thriller or whatever. You don't have to be reading all the time. But if you have something that you are passionate about, and maybe you spend the time and like listen to a podcast for 20 minutes, you're like, oh, that woman is so cool. And then you read a little, it goes a long way. I, I have a full confession. Uh, my daughter has to read a lot of books for school and they give them the reading list. And I sometimes I'll read with her at nighttime when she's like getting to the point of, you know, it's like nine 30 or 10 and she's tired. And I'm like, I'll, I'll read you two chapters. Cause it's like, you know, she's like the book. She, 
she picks her books based on the length of pages. Okay. That's of how, that's so, how so my son. she's like, it's super short. I can get this one done. I'm going to do it. And we just, I, I, I made her read one out of the reading list and it was an autobiography on, um, someone named Haley Wickenheiser, who is a hockey player in Canada and she's gone against a bunch of things. And I read like a few of the chapters and I was mind blown at how, how amazing the book was. And, um, the lessons that she was saying and my husband was in the room too. And he's like, what book is this? And I'm like, it's her autobiography. He's like, I should read that book. And I, I just thought I'm like, wow, how much we don't even open our minds to even read the back of a book because we're so overwhelmed by Mm -hmm. even the thought of starting a book. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's also because we have so much social media coming at us that it's almost like we don't feel like we have time, but we probably do have time. We're just choosing our time differently. Um, and if I think that probably something like your podcast helps people not get so, I think it's an overwhelming feeling of where to start. And yes. like, I, even the genres, I, I, I still struggle with like fiction, nonfiction. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like, how do you start this process even? Yeah, I think curation is really helpful. Somebody you trust who's taste you like in books. Like, if it's me, great. If it's not me, if it's somebody else, if you follow one of the big book clubs or the Today Show or whatever. Uh, wait, right? there's lots of, oh, book clubs like the Today. They all have good book clubs. Like, like Reese. Yeah, or okay. something like that. But okay. I think that, or you you get into your own book club and then people recommend something. Like I have a virtual book club that meets once a month now. So I pick a book and everybody's like, I never would have read that book. And it's now one of my favorite books. So Ooh. if you can defer to somebody who is doing that hard work for you, like a book curator, because you don't want to spend the time to sort through the bookstore, which can be like ridiculously overwhelming if you even have time to step inside of a bookstore, which most people have not even been doing lately, which is, well, actually that's not true. I guess they have. Anyway, um, I think listening to a podcast or following one of the many book influencers on Instagram or whatever, just follow me. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you all about yeah, these good yeah. books. Totally. Um, and I get really excited. There's some great books coming out and 
um, every book I have on my podcast, if it looks even mildly interesting as you're scrolling, you could be like, huh, maybe that, and just like store it away. But you know, the um, other, the other thing I have seen people doing recently and a couple of my friends are a part of it is you, it's for, like all around the world. You take your, your favorite book and then you send it and then you, you end up with like eight books recommended by someone else, like 20 books. It's like a, it's like a chain letter and everyone's really into it right now. And I've never seen that before. But That's it seems cool. like a cool idea to get it recommended from friends. And you have to like, I guess you donate, you suggest one book and you send it and you get so many back. I, I think another answer to how to do it when it feels so overwhelming is mm-hmm. is to, to have some accountability, right? Like if you're really having trouble, get like, a, like, like you would do when you're having trouble getting into a new workout or something. If you join, if you make your own book club or if the two of you decide you're going to read the same book or, and you set yeah, a yeah. deadline, like we're going to go out to dinner and talk about this book in a month and this is going to be really fun. Then you do it. And sometimes, especially before I started the podcast and I was so overwhelmed with kids, like those were the books I read for the book club because I like to go and see my friends and have sushi or whatever it is that we were doing. So I, I think setting some sort of time moments, right? Moment and accountability and doing it with a team or a, a friend or something that can also really help if you really are out of the habit of reading. Mm. And I feel like there's been such a focus on self-help too, like overwhelming topics where it's like, you know, you read this, change your life. And I, I, cause a lot of, I feel like a lot of moms go through huge transitions, right. And you, you do feel really lost. I don't, I don't know how it was for you, but like for both of us, that's kind of what our books are based on is just sort of this, like you're thrown into a world and you're like, what is going, like, what's actually going on? Like what, what's actually happening? And, and you consume with how to do routines and how to like parent and you know, it, it's just a world of not about you. And I think that there's books that can maybe not try to change you because that's just one more thing to do. There's books that can actually just speak to you in different ways to help you actually feel normal versus making you do one more thing. You know, you know how yes. many parenting yes. books we have beside our bedstands that have okay. never been opened? Yeah. Well, and we always say, we always say like, you know, you can't go to Harvard or Yale in, and you can't go anywhere to learn how to be a parent. You're just thrown in with absolutely no education and supposed to know how to handle it all. And it's freaking overwhelming, you know, and everyone's looking at you for the answers, the little people, your partner, everyone. Yeah. I've read a lot of parenting books too, (laughs) 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 but there's, when you're in it and like the kid is tantruming and you can't get anybody out the door for school and whatever, like no parenting book is, is like top of mind. That is like, I'm relying on every ounce of mental fortitude I have to get people out the door without screaming or crying myself. And Oh my um, God, I was, I was driving my daughter to dance last night and she goes, Oh mom, I was just laughing. I was just thinking about, I remember the times when (laughs) you and dad used to like, you and dad used to tell, used to say, if you guys don't stop this, then we're going to call the police. And then dad would put the siren sound on the phone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, you remember this? I was like, Taylor, he goes, yeah. And you used to say that you would, th- you would cut, cut the heads off of our lovies. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I go, just so you know, Taylor, like we didn't, pl- that wasn't part of our parenting plan. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm I, I can't believe you remember this. It's just like, it's so funny and you guys used to record us and we had tantrums literally everything parenting books tell you not to do she remembers oh, no. doing, and I'm like oh my god we we definitely like dangled the thread of jail many times I don't know why either. like why was I doing you know they're not going to go to jail like if this keeps happening 
Oh my God. Taylor's like, well, why did you say that? I'm like, so that you'd be scared and stop. I had no more tools left in my toolbox. Exactly. Toolbox is empty. I, you're going to jail because I have nothing else to say to you. Absolutely nothing else I to really say to you. Did, I really did do that. And I know every parenting expert would be like, that's terrible. I used to be like, there's a special school for kids who can't behave. You go there and you sleep. They used to think boarding school was like the most horrible place. And I have some friends that went to boarding school. I'm like, oh, I went to boarding school. And my kids are like, what did they do? What was wrong with that? <laughs> What? And I'm like, their parents had a lot of money and they wanted a good education. They were good kids. What's your, uh, what's your hardest, what's the hardest, what's the, the biggest challenge you have um, with kind of the, the four kids? Basically, what is, what's your like thing that you find the hardest? And how old are they all? <sighs> I, 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 how do I pick one thing? Uh, they are seven, eight, and I have twins who are 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing is maybe remembering other birthdays, birth, like date of birth. <laughs> like I'm like, okay, 2013, 2014, like yeah, what's yeah. this year? Um, no, the hardest thing, um, I don't know. I, I, I think the challenge for me is, is staying calm. I think I'm getting a lot better the older mm-hmm. I'm getting, maybe I'm just losing energy or something, but yeah. um, I think the hardest thing is like training myself that once they are losing it, that I don't have to lose it back. And that if mm-hmm. I keep my voice sort of calm and maybe even quieter as they're escalating, like that maybe that will help. But I, when I'm tired, it, just forget it. I'm, you know, yeah. it's harder. Is reintegration hard? Like when they go, when they come back from the weekend, like, and then they're back in your head, like, is that a, is that a hard transition with four kids? Cause I know when we go away and we come back, it is an, a reintegration of how things are done. And then we get into the house and it's like, everything flips again. And I, I can imagine with when they're older and there's four of them, they have, not only do you have your opinion, your ex's opinion, but then they have an opinion and you're trying to navigate right? All, all of them around you. Like that, that, is that a thing? Um, yeah, there's a lot of transition time, but some weeks it's better than others. I mean, and some kids it's better than others. And then they alternate, right? Like this kid Mm -hmm. is having separation anxiety. Now that kid's fine, but the next kid is having this. And, um, so they, they like to take time. They like to take turns. Yeah. But yes, there's always, there's always a lot of, um, I think they're getting really used to it, but yeah, I mean, when was it? Two or three times ago when they came back, like everyone was in a bad mood. You know, I was like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? But I do think that the breaks are good for all of us because before I was just always there, you know, and now I get really excited when I see them because I've had time to Mm -hmm. group and I'm, I literally am excited and I, it's just a different when there's a scarcity, it's a different yeah. relationship than when it's just like always taken for granted. So. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of when I had a long distance relationship with my husband before we got married. Now he's just always there. Um, and are you 50, 50 with them? So you get, it's like week on, week off. Um, no, it's every other weekend for a long right. weekend. So I have right. a little bit, I have more time. I right. think a, a lot of people need to hear that too. And I think it's also not talked about that each kid goes through different phases at different times, right. And has different hard, Mm -hmm. hard times at different places. And when you think you're sailing with one, uh, things go sideways the next day and, you know, like 
then it, they pass the baton. We say pass the baton yes. mm-hmm. to yep. the next one. And it's not, it's not realistic to have a perfect anything at any time. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I'm just waiting. You know, it's like all the medical stuff. You just, right. You can't control it. It happens. You deal with mm-hmm. it. You go to the right place. You figure out the solution and then it gets under wraps for a while. And then like the next thing happens, right? It's just part of it. The next outbreak. Right? Yeah. Just like it it could be something minor. It could be, you know, I hurt my arm today and now it's eight. I'm like, what? Okay, fine. Motrin Motrin for everything. Um, But, uh, (laughs) you know. Motrin all around. Motrin all around. My eye hurts. Where? In the brain? Where? You know what I mean? Motrin. Yeah, Yeah. literally. Love Motrin. I know. Today I was like, had the glasses. I was like, how old are you? How much do you weigh? Okay, fine. 10 mLs. Like, I know. I know. I feel like you, I mean, after learning so much more about you, I feel so complimented that we were on your podcast. I have to say, feeling pretty good about myself right now. Yeah. And I I think that normalizing that maybe, I mean, normalizing that you can get back to what you love and it, it doesn't have to be tomorrow and beating yourself up about it is totally okay. And you take out a lot of the work for us so that people can hear what they might be interested in seven days a week. I cannot believe you do seven oh days a week. Oh that is mind blowing. Where, if everyone could find you, where's the best way for them to kind of dive into um, you? Yeah, you and what you do. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram at Zibby Owens and I have a website, zibbyowens.com and um, all the other things can be found through there. You have, and you obviously have a recommended list of all the books that people could could be reading. And, yes. and I uh, recommend I, every month I pick the best books of the month for Good Morning America. And then every week I have a column for Katie Couric Media of, you know, this week it's the best books that have the best essay collections. And next week it'll be Fearless Women. And, you know, so every week I'm, I'm curating like five to seven books for them. And uh, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure at all over there. My God. That's a lot of work. <laughs> but it seems like a passion. And then you have four kids. That's just, a, that, and then seven day podcast. And a husband. And I, and I forgot. And an ex. That's just that you know. And probably a dog. Um, yes, a dog. You, yeah, and a dog. I remember you have a dog. Um, well, we really appreciate you taking the time. And I think that the number one thing people need to take home is that your passion will always be there and it doesn't have to look how it used to look and you can take time even if it's five minutes and there are five minute books you know we based, you don't have to read the whole book our yeah, whole book whole was ba- based on putting reading a chapter and putting it down and yeah. coming back to it three weeks later so you didn't yes. feel like what what did I not sometimes right. I'll read the book twice and I'll be starting it and I don't even remember that I read it until I get to a certain part from like I've read this book <laughs> I, I do the same thing I yeah I do the same thing I'm with like how Sections of the newspaper. I'm like, I literally just read this entire thing. And like, anyway, yeah. I, I didn't go you. in the brain. It just yeah, didn't go in the brain. Because you're just not paying attention. Yeah. Oh my fine. God. And anyway. what is your, what's your, um, what's, what's one of the best books you've read in the past four weeks that maybe someone could go check out and you do not, are, what your choice this, this month for mom? Um, you know, I read a book, a great book called The Violin Conspiracy by Brendan Slocum. It's really good. It's a thriller. It's, um, about a boy. It's really good. I would just, that's my pick for this month. Okay. Thank you. Well, we will, if, that, if someone's looking for one, there you go. And uh, thank you just, for joining us. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope Three it more podcasts for you today or something <laughs> like that. Good luck with that one. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we appreciate okay. it so thank much. You. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye. 